0: The Swarmcast Podcast True Crimes Podcast is brought to you by Don's Platinum
1: Fish Soap. That sounds... Wait, huh? What's going on? Am I in an ad read? Only
0: Don's Platinum Fish Soap has the strength and gumption to get you moving.
1: This is too weird, even for me, and I'm from Oklahoma.
0: Nobody likes soapy fish. Well, that's true. So get Don's Platinum Fish Soap today. Go to your favorite website and use offer code SPOOKYWEEN for 20% or better yet, 10%.
1: Somebody call my agent. I have no idea what's going on.
2: Da, 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 da. Welcome to the Swarmcast <laughs> podcast, true crime podcast. Each episode, we commit crimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no toast. That's not right at all. Oh, oh, no. In each episode, we talk about a true crime, oh. and we're going to all the details and conspiracies and facts oh. and fiction rounding it. Oh, well what are we talking about this time then? Well, toast. Uh-huh. Uh, this time we're gonna be talking about the most mysterious and oh. horrifying true crime of the season. Ah, you're trying to figure out who put the ink around the rim of your uh, caramel no. Cup? No, 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 no. Wait, wait. What are you talking about? Uh, freshen up your caramel cup, um, you yeah. Know? Uh, hmm, okay. mm, sure. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Man, this is good. Yeah, sure it is. Have some more. Yeah. Uh, now, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about <sighs> none other than the man named Carmel Pumpkin Spice, also known as the Trick-or-Treat Killer. Oh, he sounds fun. Well, with a name like that, you'd think so, right? Oh, her name's okay, Caramel. Werther's Enthusiast? Right. So, let's get into some <laughs> sweet Good one, details. one, Well, from what we know of the trick-or-treat killer, he only hits up his victims in the month of October while dressed in a costume using his catchphrase, trick-or-treat. Okay. You just described every trick-or-treater out there. Well, I mean, yeah, but there's some very telltale signs that it's caramel pumpkin spice and not just some neighborhood kid. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, It's very subtle, but we know what to look for. And so, too, after this show, ha. will all of our listeners... Wait, so he's still on the loose? Oh, boy. Every year, there's hope that they'll catch the guy before he claims another victim. Well, we need to tell our listeners right now. They might be listening to this on Trick or Treats Nights. Jeez. Don't worry, Toast. We'll cover everything that you need to do and what you need to know. Okay, good. Right All after right. this interview with Ed Jowett and the latest uh, Kickstarter from Shades of Vengeance, Era the Forbidden. Wait, what? Uh, hold on. Was that somebody at our door? We got a ghost, got a ghost. I admit that I'm impressed. Since yeah. I'm someone to come and sit and talk some Stuff. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Swarmcast listeners. As we make our way through this autumnal season, we celebrate the weird returning of things such as zombies and werewolves and skeletons, and also with us the return of Ed Jowett from Shades of Vengeance. How's it going, Ed?
3: I feel like I've just been dug up out of a grave. Uh, <laughs> is that is that about is that about how I'm supposed to be feeling right now? I assume so. <laughs> Hi, John. It's fantastic to be back. Thank you very much for having me.
2: So last time Ed was on the show, you were talking with us about the Kickstarter for um, a Titans rise. I was I and was. that successfully funded and that Kickstarter has finished and completed. And almost as soon as it completed, I got a notification that shades of vengeance has started another Kickstarter. So it, what? it, it,
3: it was a <laughs> week later. I'll have, you know, <laughs> it was a whole week. I waited, I waited and waited.
2: <laughs> you waited as long as they, they allowed you to wait. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> so why don't you tell us about this, this Kickstarter? Because this one sounds really, really cool. So, Era Forbidden,
3: uh, the first thing I should say is actually it already came out in pocket format. Mm-hmm. What it does is it explores a world where angels and demons have just suddenly appeared in the midst of human civilization. But they're so powerful and in such great numbers that human civilization was just destroyed, trampled underfoot, by their never-ending war and humanity was reduced to running and hiding and, and trying to stay alive but honestly they while the angels won't go after humans they'll you know they'll step on humans without noticing like ants the demons on the other hand view humans as a pretty tasty food source so they're also pretty bad news And humans, as a result, are very much set upon in this world. And what happened sort of shortly after this invasion is, you know, there'd be huge battlefields where the angels and demons, you know, there'd be dozens lying dead, hundreds lying dead from each side. Mm -hmm. And the weapons and the armor and the equipment that was left over, if a human touches it, they bind their soul to it. Okay. And they're then able to use some of its abilities. But also, they grow. They, I'd almost say mutate, but in the most literal sense, as in change. You know, they grow. They grow stronger. They grow a foot taller. um, They'll be faster. They'll be a little more similar to being on a par with the demons and the angels. Sort of the bottom end. the, The weakest demons and angels. Who are still so far above humans... In an actual play that we did, one character explained it to another as humans are like babies relative to angels who are adults. And that's the bottom end of the angel sort of spectrum in terms of their power. Okay. So, you know, humans just don't stand a chance. Okay. But forbidden are much closer to the bottom end of the angel or demon spectrum of, of ability. And when they touch these remnants, they become these forbidden. Now, they're known as forbidden because angels consider them anathema, it, it is not permitted for a human to touch these objects, these remnants. So angels, unlike humans, angels will go out of their way to kill forbidden. Oh. They're seen as, as as something that should not exist, a mistake almost. Okay. And demons, again, they'll obviously eat forbidden. Maybe they'll maybe they'll have a minor preference away from forbidden because why go for a meal that's harder to get right. than your right. average. Human? <laughs> But you know, certainly if they're around, they'll uh, you know they'll they'll happily chomp. This game is actually designed for a small group of players, and while I did do that before to some degree with games like Era Survival, mm-hmm. which I think excels most with three or four players on the outside. Whereas any of the other games, you know, very happily six players, no problem at all. This game is designed for one to three players and a GM.
2: Oh, that's very cool.
3: Which I think is fantastic, especially right now. Because, right. Let's face it; not everyone can get around a table with six friends. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um. But you know, all you need is a couple of people, and you can sit down, and and you can play this game, and it absolutely excels at this small group adventure. Oh, that's very cool. Players, players, forbidden. Mm -hmm. unsurprisingly but the feel is quite different to any of my other games except possibly a little bit era survival in that you're very likely to come up against things that you can't just fight okay so in era survival you can't fight because you'll run out of ammo or your weapon will break in this that's really not the case the enemies are just so much more powerful than you that unless you outwit them, you're going to die. Huh. So you can't just charge in and go, ah, even, even the sort of smallest angel or the most basic demon. I've actually been playing this almost every week ever since the lockdown began. <laughs> And a lot of those sessions were recorded, and they're coming out on the Kickstarter as actual play sessions. I'm sure we'll talk about that more in a minute. But only a couple of weeks ago, I've been playing, and someone else has been GMing for me. And there's a second player as well. And the two of us were attacked by three of the weakest kind of demon there is. And we barely survived. Oh, because wow. they had they had the drop on us. And even with the Forbidden's abilities, so my character has a sword that can encase my enemy in a whirlwind and stop them from moving. My ally character, uh, she has a gun so she can fight at range. Okay. Um, it's called the Pistol of Pain. It only does pain damage. Um, but that's plenty to knock things out. Right, right, right. And, you know, we barely survived this this assault from three of the weakest demons um, just because they surprised us and we weren't ready. And we weren't able to do much other than, yeah, okay, we could retreat behind something so that one of them ran into lift bars instead of actually hitting us and then fight the other two between us but it it really is a case of look if you run into a large army you run the other way right you you, it's it's not even a question like in survival maybe you can brawl them for long enough that you can take down a few before you escape or whatever no you run into enemies in large numbers you are running or you are dead huh. and that was very much the case in the first of the actual plays that we did where th- there were two characters um there was Adam and there was Judith uh Judith was Adam's apprentice and they uh, I just released the the episode yesterday um Judith and Adam decided to stay behind while humans evacuated a colony judith dies and adam just barely survives and that was with not all of the humans even escaping oh wow yeah it really is a case of look you you don't fight large numbers of enemies and expect to live right you you feel very set upon as a player and that's fantastic that's that's really good because what it means is you're not going oh i run in and stab the dude. You're thinking, okay, okay, what's around me in the environment? What what can I do to make sure that I'm not going to be caught to, to, at an equal footing, even, in this combat? Um, I've had people collapse buildings on people, uh, on, on their enemies. I've had people, you know, set up traps and then run people into them. It, th- there's a whole bunch of things that you can do that often people just disregard in combat because, oh, I'll go stab the dude. And... I really like promoting that and that's the other thing this game does is it promotes you really narrating your combat in a way that's beyond oh I run in and a and, and and stab, yeah. Yeah. You you know, you're like, Okay, so I kick jump off the wall and come down hard with my with my weapon and then the GM might go, Ah, well that's dexterity in melee instead of strength in melee and you're like, Yes, yes, I've got one more dice because one more dice makes that makes much. Makes
2: a huge difference, yeah. Let's talk about some of the influences for this game.
3: So I I sat down, um, and when DarkSiders three came out, uh-huh. uh huh, that was a little over a year ago now, wasn't it? Uh yeah, about a year and a half ago. Mm, yep, that sounds about right. When DarkSiders three came out, I actually sat down and I played DarkSiders one remastered and two remastered on the <laughs> PS four. Right. And then I played DarkSiders three. Uh huh. And then. I watched the new Hellboy movie. Oh, wow. (laughs) And I I know that some people don't agree with me. I I like the old Hellboy movies. I actually think that they're well-written stories. Mm -hmm. They have their faults. I mean, there's no such thing as a perfect movie. But I I think they're well-written, and I think that they are, you know, they express a world that's interesting. Okay. And and they draw me in enough to engage me. So, you know, I, I kind of... Took influences from from those two places as a primary thing. I mean, there's a little bit of sort of the X Files in there, there's sort of the, the weird stuff going on there's uh you know there, there's sort of giant angel and demon edifices that they've created and i should say that this all sort of links into the meta plot that exists across all of the era games okay my expectation is that at some point in the future people who just like era forbidden for liking era forbidden will suddenly go oh i get it now <laughs> i've got to release a couple more books first um particularly in the era of the consortium's timeline okay but but I think there'll be a moment of revelation where people suddenly realize, ah, that's what he's doing. OK. And I'm happy to leave that for a while. You know, it's I, I, I like the fan theories. You know, I get I get pelted with, oh, is it this? Oh, is it that? <laughs> um, and that's always fun. Yeah, it is absolutely involved in the meta plots. Um, it's actually a big chunk of the meta plot, although that chunk is kind of quite well hidden by the theme. But yeah, I absolutely wanted to get in some of that angel and demon thing that you get in the Darksiders games. I wanted to get that lone hero thing right. fighting monsters from, you know, your darkest nightmares from the Hellboy mm-hmm. thing. Okay. And I wanted to get, you know, you uh especially in the in the in the Darksiders games, but also to some degree Hellboy. You know, he's got a couple of friends, but broadly you operate alone or with maybe with one or two other people on the absolute outside right and those those are the people who are on your level anyway uh you know hellboy obviously has the um abe sapien what what is it no the 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 actual the the
2: oh the bpr D, B-
3: yeah. PRD Is that it? I, I'm I think it's so that. bad with acronyms. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the Bureau. Right. So it's got the Bureau guys running around. Uh, and that's a thing. But yeah, mostly it's Ape Sapien and um Goodness, I'm bad with acronyms, I'm also bad with names. Uh Liz. Liz, yeah. So it's got those guys running around. Um and, and obviously in the new movie they did it slightly differently, but again, it was still just one or two people who could keep up with him. Right, right. And one of those was, you know. <laughs> not not exactly explained very well right at the beginning of that movie so about about <laughs> why this person was so remarkable so i think you know i think that's a really fun story to tell it's really fun to get a small group of people together mm-hmm. and have them be the kind of hero who can't just beat everything outright no problem they have to work hard at it okay and you know this world with the pocket rulebook, i was only able to give the very basics like a little more than I've given you right now. Okay. But honestly, not that much more in terms of the actual world building. Okay. So what this Kickstarter is intended to do is bring the core rulebook to life. And the core rulebook, uh, we spoke some time ago about Era lost Legend. mm mm-hmm. um, I've actually just recently made a video where I show off Era Lost Legend and the Era Forbidden Pocket rulebook, and I flick through the Era Lost Legend rulebook to say, okay, look, you can expect this sort of thing, Um, because I think it's really important that people understand what it is that they're getting. So we're talking about a 250-page rulebook. We're talking about factions beyond the angels and demons themselves, because there are human factions as well, exclusive for you. There are human cults that sort of worship either the angels or the demons, and they'll behave in a certain way. Okay. And, you know, as forbidden, they'll approach you in a certain way, depending on what they think of you. And I wanted to explore some of that. Um, I've got six angels and six demons in the bestiary in the pocket rulebook, and that's not very many. So I'm upping that to 30 oh, in wow. total, angels plus demons. Okay, okay. I'm... Increasing the number of remnants from the pocket rulebooks 12 to 40. Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to add stories in the way that I have in Era Lost Legend, in Era Survival, and the others, in order to tell the story a little more, you know, give, give you an idea of what it's like to be in this world. Right. I'm adding some extras around actually being able to make your own remnants. I'm doing a little of extra GM support, which the GM who's running my... My current game, uh, Doug McIntyre. Really, really great guy. He's been running for myself and the other player for, I don't know, six or seven weeks now. And he had some feedback. He said, look, I know the system really well, but I think this would be really good. And I think, you know, I'd like some of this. And yeah, I I think there's a lot to be heard from people who run the game. And especially when it's been out there for a year and people have been able to play it and run it. I'd like to hear what people aren't finding easy. Okay. Um, I'm adding uh, roughly 10, maybe maybe it's a little more, 15 locations uh, that you might explore. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm adding all of this stuff that isn't changing anything that currently exists, but it's building it out into what I wanted it to be in the first place. I'm also proud to be able to welcome back Sophia Michaladou, who did the artwork for the original book along with artwork for pretty much every book I've ever worked on, (laughs) to some level. Um, She did concepts for things like Era of the Chosen, Era of the Empowered. She did final artwork for Era of the Consortium, uh, for Liars, for Silence. Okay. And, you know, I wanted to be able to say, okay, look, let's do Forbidden. Um, So she's coming back. Uh, She did the stunning piece of artwork that's the the title image there. Mm -hmm. I've also been fortunate to come across another brilliant artist during my work on era lost legend lingar bramity and he is doing the cover and several of the full page images as well and i've already released some of those to people on discord and i believe i actually included one in the kickstarter uh, if i remember right under the basics title the first image is actually by by this other artist lingar he's doing some some lovely stuff and I really think that this book is going to be looking very, very good.
2: I'm pretty excited about this because uh, I've been a huge fan of the Darksiders games. And uh, and it's funny because when 3 came out, I, I kind of did the same thing. I replayed uh, 1 and 2, and I think I've been playing Genesis uh, on and off throughout the pandemic here.
3: <laughs> so I haven't got to Genesis yet. I've been, as you know, very busy. Uh-huh. But I am really hoping that I can pick up Genesis soon. I want to... I want to play Genesis before I finish writing the core cool rulebook, because I think that it's going to inform me a little bit more, you okay. know, a little bit more about the things I like and don't like about what's in Darksiders. Okay. I, I, I should say that this, I, I'm kind of torn about whether it's my second or third game, favorite game of all of the era <laughs> games to run. Huh, um, era the consortium. I'm sorry. It is at the top. I'm a sci-fi guy at the end of the day. That's not going to be replaced (laughs) Uh, this one is fighting very hard with era the empowered for my second favorite game to run. Oh, wow. Okay, don't get me wrong I I like all of them, you know that there are no games that I've created that I don't like right but you know, something has to be at the top of the pile. And Era Forbidden, it, it's got this way of worming its way into your heart. You know, a bit <laughs> like one of the demons that you might fight.
2: Um, <laughs> you had mentioned that you're going to have some of the actual plays showing up on the Kickstarter. Or are you going to be releasing
3: those? The actual plays, I had, uh, I have actually released... I want to say it's the first five episodes, all of the ones that are out right now. I'm just double checking. No, I've only got four of the five up there, but I'm about to put the fifth up. But we're releasing them on our YouTube channel, as well as I'm putting them in the updates for the Kickstarter. So anyone who wants to can just keep an eye on the updates and and watch those come in. So the actual plays were, I ran them Mm -hmm. and um, I had some volunteers near the beginning of the lockdown who said, okay, we'll let you record our game. Okay. Those two guys uh we, we started with Ben, who played all the way through as as Adam, and uh we picked up Mike shortly afterwards, who played then the rest of the way through. He played from the second session, which no one's heard yet as of recording, but uh it's coming out tomorrow, the first first of the second session. Okay. And uh those two guys were were fantastic. We had guest appearances from apprentices, uh because the apprentices kept dying. <laughs> And uh, so we had three different apprentices through four or five sessions. It really does give you a good idea of just how lethal it can be to be a forbidden, because the apprentices were either the same level or just one level below. Okay. And when you listen to these to these things, I've obviously been editing them recently. When you listen to them, you realise that it's only really by the skin of their teeth that Adam and Stephen, uh, the uh, Mike's character, Stephen, got away. most of the time yes they planned well but even then luck comes into it and i i think that that's that's something that it's it's really hard to verbally explain and i think the feel of okay we're set upon and actually this single demon might kill all three of us without even breaking a sweat it's it's something that really comes across nicely through the actual plays, Mm -hmm. and much less well when i try to explain it to someone one of the things that i've said for a very long time about era d10 is it's not always strength melee. It's not always stamina survival. It's mm-hmm. it's not always intelligence investigation. It depends what you're doing and depends on the scenario. And one of the things about encouraging narration is, as the GM, you can subtly encourage it by going, okay, you described that well, I'll give you an extra dice uh-huh. by choosing a different stat. Okay. So I really like that aspect because it means that, yeah, okay, it's still at your discretion. You you don't have to let them run rings around you. Right. But... It gives you the opportunity to say, okay, I'm rewarding you for this. Because, you know, maybe your strength melee isn't that great. Uh huh. Maybe that isn't what you want to roll. Maybe you want to roll dexterity. So narrate me and show me why it should be dexterity rather than, oh, I run in and stab him. Then, right. yeah, you're in.
2: And I, I think that more encourages players to make the character they want to play versus the character they think is going to be, number-wise, the most effective.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think so. And it also gives you, as the GM, an opportunity to say, ah, you thought this was going to be strength melee? No, I think you'll find it's wits melee. And they're like, oh, but I, I, I my, my strength is like five and my wits is like one. Hmm. Yeah, maybe don't min max quite so much. Right. You know, <laughs> right. you know may, maybe don't rely on one stat and assume it's just going to be okay.
2: Right. <laughs> That's very cool. That's very good stuff, Ed. So, again, we're talking about Era Forbidden. Um, mm-hmm. It's out there on Kickstarter right now.
3: I'll, I'll obviously have the links to the Kickstarter in my show notes. I do just want to mention one other thing, actually, and that is what I put out in the update today. We're, we're recording on the on the ninth of October. Right. Today, I put out something that is unique for me. Okay. So I ran into. A wonderful person called Maisie K. While I was doing another Kickstarter, actually, completely unrelated, and we got talking, and she decided that she would like to do something. And what she did is she wrote an original single, I guess. Okay. About era forbidden. You know, as in as in music, as in a, oh. a you know a, a song. Huh. Um. She she wrote this this song about era forbidden. Um. She gave it to me for free. Uh. It's about three minutes. And 40 seconds long and it it expresses the world very very nicely the the instrumental for it is actually the background in the Kickstarter video oh okay but there are lyrics as well and the whole thing is performed it, it's it's lovely um it is truly beautiful and to have someone who only knew me from one of the projects, it's not like they looked at my work and went oh yeah I've been a fan for years mm-hmm. no she just turned around and said you're inspiring me. Let me do this. Oh wow. And I was just kind of like, uh, okay. Thank you very much. And she went away she came up with this thing. I've put it out in the um in the update today. Um and absolutely anyone can listen to it. Uh it is a public update. It's okay. update number 5.
2: Oh wow. That's very wow, wow. That is that is amazing.
3: Yeah. It it is. It is truly amazing. And I am so grateful to her for her time and effort on something that i never would have been able to sort of find the funds for she just said no you're you're inspiring me and i want to do this and and it's just amazing to me this this project has has been a sequence of surprises for me because someone else um that uh, a review for era forbidden came up on a german game news website that i've never heard of oh wow (laughs) um i you know it's it's i'm i'm watching people learn about what it is that we're doing and it's inspiring it's truly amazing to see people you know learn about what we're doing and be inspired in the way that i'm inspired to build worlds to be inspired to tell stories in them i know a lot of you are our backers of our projects and it's very much appreciated um it it makes a huge difference and just just one thing and just something for anyone who backs any kickstarters to think about for me as a creator to go somewhere and say this thing i've created is the best thing ever you should go and look at it Mm -hmm. that's one thing and i put a lot of work in and i i do my best for anyone who believes in the project uh as you do yourself john Mm -hmm. and and that's one of the reasons I'm so grateful that you let me not only appear, but, but repeatedly come back, (laughs) you know, for, for someone to go, I believe in this project enough to spend my time to tell you about it. Mm -hmm. That means something else to people. And it's something that I can never do. You know, I, uh, it it is impossible for me because I created it. So no one is ever really going to take me very seriously when I say it's brilliant. So I just want to thank all of the listeners and, and also yourself, John, who do give time to the stuff that I create. And for anyone else who you back their Kickstarter, share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter. It it means more to a Kickstarter creator than I can easily express in words. You have so much more power in your voice to say, I support this and I believe in it than i can ever have i really am very grateful to everyone who gives their time to say i believe in this and you john you have given so much of your time over the years that we've known each other i i just want to take this opportunity to say thank you
2: well you're you're very welcome ed um gosh i I don't know what to say (laughs) other than that
3: there we are okay cross that (laughs) one off the bucket list Made podcaster hosts speechless.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, go out there, check out the Kickstarter. Uh, I believe they have until November first. I want to say it's when it it finishes. November
3: the first at nine PM BST. Mm -hmm. So,
2: so when this comes
3: out, GMT. Ah, daylight saving time is over by then.
2: Oh, that's right. That's right. GMT. So, so listeners, um, by the time this comes out, you'll be able, you'll have probably about a week or two to, to go there and check it out. Um, or while you're, while you're, you're sitting around on Halloween or whatever, uh, you can, you can, uh, make all the, the trick or treaters that show up if they show up, uh, back the project. No. <laughs>
3: well, I mean, I mean, trick or treaters showing up at all. I understand is being discouraged at the moment.
2: Right. Even that's kind of
3: questionable. Mm. Yeah. mm. But I think, I think by then, I'm hoping we'll be on to stretch goals. And mm-hmm. I have some really fantastic stretch goals. Um, one of my team is a Doom fan. Ooh, okay. um, there's definitely a flavor of Doom in this. Mm-hmm. But what he'd really like to do is demons who have integrated technology, like human yeah. electronics, into themselves.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. He,
3: he'd like, you know, human robotics or whatever. He'd like to do that. Okay. Uh, I've got campaign ideas. Um, that I'm working on I, I, I've got loads and loads of ideas and actually I want to I want to go off topic just a tiny bit one more <laughs> time if That's okay. Sure. That's fine. you know me. I, I'm not I'm not <laughs> good at staying on topic one of the things that we're doing here at Shades of Vengeance um, over the next sort of six months is We want we want more people to run our games. We think they're brilliant Even the people who run them think they're brilliant. So it's not just me but we'd also like to reward people for doing so. And what we're working on right now is a reward scheme for GMs who run games. So if you're someone who either runs Era already, you know, any of our games, uh, it applies to Forbidden and other things. Okay. Or if you're someone who thinks that they might, we're looking at giving you exclusive material. We're looking at giving you free rule books and so on. We we have a lot of material to share with you to say thank you for running games. And there's no better place to run games right now than on our Discord. Um, so feel free to join us there. Okay. Uh, that's another link to, to stick in the yes. in, in the notes there. Definitely. Everyone who likes our games is very welcome on the Discord. I, I, I would love to get more people more aware that we are very grateful when people run our games. and whether that's era the consortium, era Liars, era the empowered, era survival, or any of the others. Mm-hmm. We want to show that gratitude because you're helping to grow our game in places in times that we can't be. so yeah, if if that's a thing that sounds right to you, sounds good to you, or if you'd just like to to earn some free some free rule books uh, to play around with. Hmm. Go ahead and reach out to us on Discord. Um, we'll be more than happy to talk to you. Well, that's very
2: cool. That's very, very cool. I like that. I like that a lot. This has been a really fun interview, Ed. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you, though. But um, uh, particularly always... fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More more so than
3: usual. <laughs> yeah, usually it's, right. it's
2: usually it's just it's not fun at all. But this time, you know.
3: It it's a pleasure. It's just not fun. <laughs> right. I get it. I get it. <laughs>
2: All right, so, so listeners, again, we've been talking with, with Ed, Ed Jowett from uh, Shades of Vengeance about the new era Kickstarter for Era Forbidden and some other stuff. Uh, again, I want to thank you, Ed, for coming on the show, as always. It's been, well, like I said, it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun this time.
3: <laughs> and thank you so much for having me again. Mm-hmm. Um, something tells me I'll be back before too long. Uh, you really do struggle to get rid of me, don't you? <laughs> um, but uh, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have more really awesome stuff soon. Mm-hmm. This looks like it's going to get funded, which is fantastic. So, right. you know, that just encourages me to do more. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much.
2: Swampcaster got your number. I'll call you all the time. Area code 803-470-4439, 470-4439, 470 470 all right, all right, I'm coming, I'm coming, hold on, jeez, didn't think we'd get any trick weenies I thought we were doing a true crime podcast, we'll, we'll get back to that toast, just calm down, ah, whatever, Hey, weren't you just in the middle of warning our listeners about some at-large serial killer that only comes around at uh, Spooky Reen or something? Yeah, so? Well, what was his cat's again? Trick or treat! Yeah, that's the one.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: well, look, if it isn't, uh, I'm sorry, uh, what are you supposed to be dressed as?
1: Well, I'm dressed as none other than Bruce Vogue of the Party Game Cast the podcast where they talk about party games and games you take to parties and snacks. Uh-huh. Well, it was either this or a munchkin.
2: Swarmcast listeners, I present to you Donald Donis.
1: Yeah! <laughs> hey, Donald. Oh, hey there, John and, and Toast. So you got some uh, treats for me or what? You know,
2: I'm actually kind of surprised you, or anyone for that matter, is out uh, trick-or-treating right now.
1: Well, uh, I'm recording this remotely, so... Uh...
2: <laughs> Anyhow, uh, hey, here you go. One fresh Dice Krispy treat.
1: Great. I oh, Wait, what
2: what's this? A Dice crispy? Oh, sure. You know, see, you take some marshmallows and some butter and you heat it up and kind of melt it. And then you pour in a bunch of dice. And then you uh, put them into a Pyrex or a, a plastic container of some sort. You let them cool down and then you can cut them into nice little squares. No, no.
1: I get the concept, but why?
2: Oh, well, it's because I'm a gamer and I've got a lot of D6s. You
1: know, that checks out.
2: Yeah, I ran out of toasted rice cereal stuff. (laughs) Toast? Yeah. Oh, I snapped, popped and crackled those puny little elves.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I, I would say this is probably the worst treat ever. But I did just get a bag full of gravy from Gravy Jones Locker just a few minutes ago.
2: Yum! Uh, did you want to come in? You're dripping gravy all over the
1: front porch. Uh, no, I've, I've got more stops to make before this night is finished. Uh, maybe I'll even get some candy or something at some point.
2: Or caramel pumpkin spice will get you.
1: <laughs> the trick-or-treat killer? I'm pretty sure that, that that's just an urban legend.
2: If you say so. Well,
1: suburban at best, maybe.
2: Or car urban.
1: Ooh.
2: Uh, Toast was bringing that up because we're recording our true crime podcast at the moment. And the trick-or-treat killer is our subject.
1: Podcast? Toast, I-, I thought you were better than that.
2: Hey, thanks for stopping by, Donald. Um, Don't let the door hit you with a,
1: you know, what oh. split you. All right, uh, don't forget to check out the Inverse Genius line of podcasts, like on board games, games in schools, yep. and schools, and libraries. All right, you, you yep. have fun out there. Oh, but wait a minute. Don't don't forget to check out the ShushCon Twitch stream, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 4.30. All Eastern Standard Time for Jackbox Games. All right, bye, Donald.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Right? I mean, <laughs> if anybody's going to be talking about podcast or should be talking about podcasts, it's him, right? Hey, weren't we in the middle of talking about some true crime stuff? Yes, we were. Let's get back on topic. That'd be a first. So the three things, listeners, that you should look out for when encountering the trick-or-treat killer. Aha. Uh-huh.
1: Meanwhile, outside. Dice crispy Treats. Hmm. I bet I can get the teens at the library to make some of these. Could be a fun project. No FOMO no mo. Mm, tell Chris to order a thousand dice, all the sides.
0: Trick or treat!
1: Oh, he- hello there. Uh, say that place there only has sticky wads of dice to give out that were been sort of pawed by a kobold. Uh, oh, I see you've been to Gravy Jones Locker as well. You seem to be dripping gravy. That's that's not gravy. <laughs> no FOMO, no more. Play some board game reviews. <laughs>
4: Following game reviews were submitted by attendees of Scared Gaming Convention.
0: Fury of Dracula. Reviewed by Jennifer. The Good. Variable Player Powers. The Bad. Very long, lots of downtime. Other. Frustrating and a little boring. The Dracula player has a lot of options. Maybe too much for a new player. Recommend? No. Buy? No. Reviewed by Anthony. The good, very thematic. The bad, very long game. Recommend, maybe. Buy, maybe.
4: Name of the game. Cthulhu dice. Name of the reviewer. Jennifer. Good. Easy to learn. The bad. Very simple and repetitive. Other. Takes that can be unbalanced. Recommend. Yes. Buy Yes. Name of the game. Cthulhu Dice. Name of the reviewer. Anthony. The good. Very quick to play. Bad. Repetitive. Other. Large D12 is nice. Recommend. Maybe. Buy No.
0: Zombicide Black Plague. Reviewed by Paul. The good. Awesome all around. Better than the first. The bad? mm, Longish. Other. Semi-big learning curve. Recommend? Yes. Buy? Yes.
4: Name of the game. Fiasco. Card based. Name of the reviewer. Dean. The good. Great fun. Extremely chaotic. Bad. It runs long as people try to fix the situations the first few times playing. Other. Weird to get in the mindset of screwing everyone over. Recommend. Yes. Bye. Yes.
0: Savage Worlds Monster Hunters Club. Reviewed by Nick. The Good. Very fun game, just like the Stranger Things story. Playing as kids' characters was fun. The Bad. None. Other. I highly recommend buying this game. Uses the Savage World rules in a very creative way. Recommend. Yes. Buy. Yes. Reviewed by Paul. The Good. 1984. Gremlins, Ghostbusters, Lots of Fun, Great Characters, and GM. The Bad. None. Other. Minis matched. Recommend. Yes. Buy. Yes. Reviewed by Russ, the good, well run and very enjoyable, the bad, none, other, none, recommend, yes, by yes, reviewed by Dan, the good, great system and setting run by the creator and author of the book, the bad, character sheets were handwritten, preferred printed sheets, other, none, recommend, yes, by yes,
2: yeah
0: so sorry about that mix-up Donald
1: yeah no problem I'm just glad it all worked out
0: yeah me too I can't believe you thought I was the caramel pumpkin spice
1: with the trick-or-treat killer well it was a very convincing costume
0: I'm just glad there wasn't any more property damage
1: was in my car or your <laughs> or my horse? <laughs> horse.
2: <laughs> well, that brings us actually very nicely back on topic to our true crime podcast. I'll say. So where did we leave off exactly? Where didn't we leave off, huh? Wait, what? Well, we were just gonna tell our listeners what to look out for and how to know if caramel pumpkin spice, the trick or treat killer, was knocking on their door. <laughs> Toast what was that about? Oh, hold on. Um ah oh, yeah, it looks like we're out of time. All right, let's wrap this up. Come on, guys. All right. Uh well, I want to thank Donald Dennis from Inverse Genius on Board Games and all those other places, uh especially Sheshkine.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, John. Thanks for uh, making me I mean, for uh, for having me on.
2: And from my uh, so from myself, Ruby and Toast, everyone please have a safe spooky ween yeah stay inside stay away from people you know tricks or treat virtually you know if that's a thing i don't even know if that is
1: happy spooky ween thanks for
2: listening to the swarmcast podcast remember to check us out on facebook and remember to check us out on twitter at swarmcast podcast and you can always email us all sorts of stuff at swarmcastpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So you can check us out on uh, Stitcher and uh, Podbean and gosh, all sorts of other things. Heck, we're on Amazon Music now. If you can believe that, you can actually get our podcast there. Anyways, you guys have fun, be safe, trick-or-treating if that's what you're going to do. And if you're going to be gaming, think about me. <laughs> I'm right behind you.